Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show I have a very special guest. She has a new book out called We Walk Beside You, uh, Animal Messages for an Awakening World. Now this book is incredible and we're talking about the messages that animals have for us um, and actually changing the way that we think that animals actually think. They have consciousness, you know, they can manifest um, and they have many messages that I know that we can incorporate into our lives. So I'm looking forward to uh, sharing all this information with you with my special guest. But before I introduce her, uh, don't forget that if you are watching this show live on Facebook or on our YouTube channel a little bit later on, make sure you click the link below this video after the show is over so you can take my 30-second quiz and we can figure out what's holding you back from success. So please let me introduce my special guest, Sandra Mendelson. How are you, Sandra? Good, Natalie. Thank you for having me. Um, like I was saying to you before, I'm really excited about you know doing this show today because um, you've changed the way I think animals think. You know, I think that we believe that animals have this this lower consciousness or you know a low level of vibration when that's not necessarily the case. So um, we might, what we might do is just start with with your background and how you you know actually got into doing this kind of work. Well, you never know if what you're doing in life is a landing pad or a stepping stone. And I, after 26 years in corporate, realizing I cared more about health and the people around me than the business deal, I first started with what I knew something about. I became a health coach. I got involved with light therapy and lasers for pain. And those tools enabled me to work on both humans and animals. And so the next step, interestingly enough, I was never owned a horse and I was surrounded by, you know, 60 barns where I lived and the light therapy brought me in touch with the horses. And while working on a horse one day, that's when my whole life began to change. Right. So, um, I, so, so let's walk us through this. So you are able to communicate with animals. Have you always been able to do this or this something that all of a sudden just showed up? No, I think, I hope this is a, a hopeful, uh, inspiring concept for other people. No, I could not hear animals when I was a child. It didn't happen until I was 52. So as I believe as part of this big wake up that's happening across humanity, where we're discovering our abilities that include six sensory abilities, we're tuning into our intuition. I believe I was just you know one of those players and the animals have come forward in the way that they have because there are now enough of us that are ready to hear what they have to say. We're embracing consciousness. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that there, all of a sudden there seems to be this awakening, uh, not just of our awareness of what's happening on the planet, but we seem to have been able to tap into these innate abilities that we have, um, you know, whether it's, you know, intuition or, or, you know, whatever that is. So, all right, so tell me about the first experience. So what happened, you know, did you think you were crazy or like, you know... <laughs> What happened in that moment? Unglamorous. You know, it was seven degrees. I was alone in the barn with the horse, and I'm down there working on his feet, and I hear a loud voice brewing in my head, this hay is crap. <laughs> I'm looking around, looking for a human. There is nobody there. About five to ten minutes later, one of the horse owner moms comes in and says, there's mold all over the hay. Now, I, I in the meantime, was looking up at this horse and noticed he was flinging hay away with his nose. So that was the first step, you know, and, the, and a couple of weeks later, he was rehabbing and normally he would eat my hand if I gave him a carrot. Um, when they rehab, the trainer will put a, a little bit of sedative into the horse so that he doesn't overdo it. So I go to give him a carrot, 
he won't take it and I hear, get me out of here. About five seconds later, the trainer came around and overdosed the horse on sedative. He's okay. But you know, little messages like that is how it started. Hmm. Um, but I'd say within a couple of weeks after that, that's when I heard something from a horse I knew I was not creative enough to invent. And it completely changed my understanding of animal perspective, energetic awareness, consciousness, way beyond intelligence. Um, it changed my whole life. I flipped it, flipped it on its ear. So yeah, that's how it started. So, uh, so what was that message? Oh boy. Um, I can't remember all of it, but it was something, you know, when the barn closes at four o'clock, we can drop the facade and be our true selves. We hear the birds speak, the plants speak, everything speaks. And then as I was, you know, I went back day after day saying, okay, did I make this up? And hearing things like, you feel that energy in your hands? I just sent that to you. This is what we do. We heal with our bodies and talk with our minds. You know, little tidbits like that. And, you know, at that point, I got so much from this horse that it took me three full years where people would have an issue with their animal and I heard the answers and the solutions from the animals so that they could solve them. So it took me three years of that until I could believe what I was getting from the horses, which was so far beyond it anything I've ever known could exist um, in the animal world. Wow. And so with the messages that you have inside the book, are they specifically just from the horses or are you working with a whole range of different animals now? The horses pushed me. They said, okay, you know, you need to tap into a whole wide range of animals, not just us, so people could relate to what they read. And so they said, sit down and tap into anyone from anywhere. I had a horse tell me he was working on other horses in Tunisia and Morocco. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so I sat down on the floor with a pad and just said, okay, you know, message in a bottle. And what came back to me that day was a, a, a water buffalo, a blue whale, and a sacred cow in India. And even though it's been several years, I'm still blown away by what they offered up and, and what that set in motion. So that the horses kept pushing me along the way. And, um, you know, the differences between the animals um, became very, very obvious. So always remember, each is an individual soul. So while they're, they're always attached to and connected to their kind, their species, as well as all life, there are different levels of evolution the way we are. So some are much more well adapted and they, they show up in, a, if you will, a more evolved way than others, very much like humans. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I remember having a conversation with uh, with a woman who could communicate with animals uh, telepathically and um, she had four dogs uh, and she described the personalities and the, and, you know, and the messages that she'd get from three of the dogs and then she goes, and the other one was just a dog. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're right. Like there seems to be like, like humans, some of us are kind of sleepwalking through life and other of us are kind of aware of, of what's, what's happening. So, so tell us some of the messages that you were getting that you share in the book. Hmm. Okay. I think that's one of the things that surprised me the most came from my dog and a cat. And what he told me is I I love was the purpose. It made me find you. I had to tune into your energy field and find a path to you. And that made no sense to me. 
But the other half of the equation is what goes on in our thoughts. Like, why would we be attracted to that dog? And a blind cat told me the following on how animals affect our thinking. We connect with your higher self that always knows the best course of action and make this sound loud enough so you hear it as a thought in your head. I, she said, she continued this blind cat, I chose my human mom as much as she chose me. So I did not know that this is, and spirit, you know what, those who have crossed over affect our thinking for the better, <laughs> presumably, um, in the same way. I mean, think about it, if they can't, you know, bite on our arm, they have to affect us on the subtle level. So number one, how animals work with energy and thought has really blown me away. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, how they use the power of their thoughts to manifest reality, very close to your heart and mine too. Yeah. Animals don't just show up like ready to rock and roll. They choose their thoughts. They choose to show up. They focus on what they want to have more of. And as a tortoise said, we should too. We don't dwell on relative amounts of good versus evil. We focus on the good and you should too. Yeah. So that's another huge, huge thing. I mean, I, I gave them the floor so they could correct some mis a lot of misconceptions that we have about their behavior when we say something is instinct and it is not. <laughs> it is choice. It is intention. When animals fight, the loser versus the winner, it's not over a mate. <laughs> it's much as much as they say an energetic battle as it is a physical one. And the one that is more evolved, a better diplomat, a better problem solver, a better leader, you know, that's the one that wins the battle. So that was that was also tremendously eye-opening. Um, most of the book is when I turned the floor over and said, what do you want humans to know? They just kept showing up with wisdom and insights to help us not only survive being human, but embrace an, a different perspective perhaps on death, which they say is a human construct, and they explain it. So they experience it very differently than we do, as well as illness. Um, ways to tune into signals from our own bodies so that we know when we're in an unfit situation for us, trusting the intuitive voice, how to go with the flow of life and set an intention and look for signs instead of trying to lasso life like a wild horse. That's another thing they share, you know, um, and they, they share what's important to them, you know, how they raise their children, what they teach them, um, their views on love and their experience on love, especially as Valentine's Day is just around the corner, completely blew my mind. You know, in the, in the animal world, the body is not important where it goes and what it does. We stay connected through a stream of thought and intention. So, quote, if she needs me, I will always be there, said a jaguar. Mm -hmm. So I know this might be a lot for some people to embrace. And the, the book kind of evolves. It starts out with, you know, dogs and horses and the squirrels are absolutely hilarious, very much in the now kind of animals uh, with a rip-roaring sense of humor. And then it kind of progresses as you go to more and more, I guess, spiritual or expansive beyond 3D kind of concepts so that we really do understand animal consciousness. And it's 
so beautiful. It is so much more than we ever thought. So amazing. Yeah, amazing. I talk about my uh, puppy, uh, Bella. puppy Bella. And, and she, she um, me, me, she, she, hold on, I'm just getting a little bit of an echo. Let me, oh, that's better. Um, to me, she is a human trapped in a dog's body. <laughs> and I say it often, like I will sit there and have a, like I'll talk to her um, and she completely understands what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I know I'm not crazy because I know that this is what's happening. Um, but, but you know, it's, it's amazing and, and how all these different animals can have this such high, like be teaching us a lesson when we, when we really don't think that they're that, that level of consciousness. What's probably one of the, um, you know, one of the most surprising um, experiences you've had? So do you have to physically be with the animals for them to get this or you can, you know, you can be? I thought so, but, you know, yeah. again, we all evolve and progress and it started out with animals that, I saw face to face, or I would just sit there and my way, I have to write it down because mm -hmm. I won't be able to retain it all. So it flows through pen onto paper. It started with that. Then it was a picture online. And then it was, you know, it's something I want to share. Like it's kind of a mix of channeling and communication. And if you start Googling definitions of channeling, you'll get everything all over the map. But at least from my perspective, it was unprovoked by me, either subject matter uh, or, or what it looked like. And these animals just were saying, okay, this is what we're going to share with you right now. This is what humans need to know. Um, I think, wow. Um, some of the most surprising things, I think what the blue whale said about oneness, you know, we wish you could experience what it is like to move through something and know that you are one with it. Hurting it would be like wounding yourself. Mm. And went on to explain what happens when we take an animal out of its natural environment. The brain is so used to signaling back and forth to function as part of its environment that the animal suffers like soldiers with PTSD um, and amputations. So all these articles say, oh yes, you know, mental illness can happen. Look at this polar bear in the zoo. It's because his brain can't signal and function as it was designed to. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of a hypothesis if you think about we humans, you know, <laughs> Richard Liu, the author, coined a term NDD, nature deficit disorder. When you think of all these right, young children, one out of every five or whatever with ADD, you do have to ask the question. Look at how our lives have changed where these kids are no longer even sitting on the grass or looking each other in the eye. Hmm. They're living through a little square thing in their hands. So, you know, just one hypothesis. Um, Wow. Um, I think the whole the whole experience continues to be a wake up. <laughs> Something really funny recently since the book was completed, you know, a squirrel came through who, who said we have super athletes in the animal world just like you do. Uh, you know, we had this hysterical dialogue with him going back and forth. I said, well, do you have fans? He said, well, I have some, but not like in the human world. No TV here. You know, and so I said, you know, what name do you go by? He said, I'm fond of Peter the Magnificent, but you can call me Pete. You know, this <laughs> humor, um, I, I think, you know, you, you need to have humor peppered into the whole thing. And the animals are um, really big on showing humans that we are probably the species at the end of the line in an understanding of how to have fun and really understand what even the Dalai Lama said, the purpose of life is to be happy. 
So, um, and another, another message from the dolphins about joy, that joy, and I won't give the whole thing away, but in short, you may be with another person when you experience joy, but make no mistake about it. It is you experiencing your true nature that makes for joy. So, you know, I think the whole thing has been um, a shocking surprise. <laughs> well, I think it's a fantastic surprise. Um, so, guys, the, the book is called We Walk Beside You, um, uh, Animal Messages for an Awakened World. So, Sandra, if people want to connect with you or get their hands on the book, where can we send them to do that? Well, the book is being sold on Amazon, and I also created a deck of animal message cards because I found myself putting little one-liners on Post-its until my apartment looked like, you know, it was a paper factory that blew up. So instead, I, I made a deck of cards to pull, you know, daily wisdom, you know, the one-liners that we could just put into practice. Um, so my, in addition to finding We Walk Beside You on Amazon, and the book and the cards are listed right uh, on top of each other, um, smendelson.com. S-M-E-N-D-E-L-S-O-N dot -E -E com is my website. My blog is there. Um, you can order the book there uh, and certainly connect with me because I love feedback. The most exciting thing that's happening from this book, um, and this means more to me than anything, this is not my show. People are writing in saying, wow, I, I had hunches or I saw images or felt things from animals and I squashed it and this validated what I I was receiving and that is the whole purpose this is all part of the global awakening yeah, yeah. I agree fantastic well thank you Sandra so much for joining me today it's been an awesome conversation and uh, I can't wait I'm, I'm going to start reading it tonight I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited and you know and it also validates I'm like yes I know that she's a human trapped in a dog's body I know that she's she's a very aware Remember, they read your thoughts, so keep on doing it what you're doing. You know, talk to her like a human. She's already ahead of you. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. I feel that. <laughs> so, guys, I, I encourage you to share this video. Please do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Um, and don't forget to click the link below the video or the banner to the side here so you can go directly through to Sandra's website so you can connect with her there. Um, and don't forget to take my 30-second quiz so we can figure out what's holding you back from success. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon.